welcome to Conversations with Nicole. Well, the world needs more laughter, and that's what Brian Blanton delivers. He's a comedian, and he's from Mullen, South Carolina, and he is my guest today for Conversations with Nicole. Brian, I'm so glad to have you on the show. Well, thank you for having me, Nicole. I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, me too. I love laughter. It is the best medicine, and... In today's world, we definitely need more of it. So tell me your story. How did it all begin for you? Well, I started comedy in uh, early 2018. Um, I went to a show and got hooked instantly, which I was always into comedy growing up. I was one of those kids that snuck into his bedroom late at night, cut HBO down real low so I could catch Def Jam. (laughs) And uh, all those late night comedy shows I shouldn't have been watching. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, and it just built, you know. I just realized at an early age, I've always been bigger than average. So of course, I had to deal with the bullying in school. Then I realized, hey, if I made fun of myself first, you know, the kids would leave me alone. And then I realized, hey, I can make fun of myself and them at the same time, and we can all laugh about it together. And uh, I grew up in a house. I wish I could tell you I had a broken home and all that good stuff to make it sound better, but I don't. Good. I had a great great family. Uh, Laughter was always a big thing. We grew up working class family. My dad worked textiles. My mom was always a manager, assistant manager at a convenience store. So we never had it great, but we never went hungry, as you can tell. Well, Um, you had love and you had each other. Yes, ma'am. And we and and my dad was one of those people that never kept secrets. Always talked to us on a respectable level, so we always knew what was going on. And luckily, my mom and dad both had a good sense of humor. Um, my dad was more dry and more intelligent. And my mom, she's, well, if you come to a show, you'll find out. <laughs> she's probably 90% of my material because she's a little crazy, but I love her. I was going to say, so where do you get your material? You had a great upbringing, but it sounds like you had two witty parents. The so- thing is, what comedy is, if it's not relatable, relatable, it's really not funny because you have to be able to relate to the subject. I tell people this all the time and I talk talk about it. The funniest thing that can happen to you afterwards, not when that happens, is stubbing your toe in the middle of the night going to the bathroom. <laughs> it hurts like the dickens when you do it. But if you think about it, it's one of the funniest things. Because before you do it, you never realize how you could dance the way you do. You never realize the words that could come out of your mouth the way they do. And it just, you know, then you sit back and you think about it and like, well, everybody it happens to everybody. It does. It does. That's a good point. And it's always funnier to watch someone else go through it, too. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and and what makes it even funnier is when you've been through it before so you can relate. That's where the relatability comes in. And with comedy, with comedy being the way it is, what I tell people is comedy is the most honest opinion you'll ever get in your life. And that's where comedy's been um, facing a lot of backlash in the council culture and the woke culture, because we tend to forget. But look, these are only observations and thoughts of one person to to try to make you understand that it happens to everybody. Everybody has issues and everybody has problems. But at the end of the day, we should all be able to come together, forget about those problems and laugh at. And that's 100 just laugh. Just that's our mission. Yes, ma'am. You know, you brought up today's culture with a lot of people becoming so offended over everything. But as a comedian, that's kind of what you do sometimes. You poke a little fun. We all should probably just get a little bit thicker skin and just kind of ride with it maybe sometimes. Has that been a challenge for you? Um, Not with me, per se, because I pick on everybody. I don't I don't discriminate. It's. <laughs> 
If it's funny, I'm going to say it. I have this problem between my brain and my mouth. It doesn't filter fast enough. So well, you can pick on the blonde news lady. I don't mind. I'll pick on me. Use me as your act. Well, who says I haven't already? You oh, know, that's uh, true. When I got into comedy years ago, it was honestly probably a therapy. True. Um, because I was a uh, unforeseen to me. I was already suffering some major health issues back then. I, uh, as I told you earlier, I suffered respiratory failure, mm-hmm. and uh, that cost me about six months of life because I was in a coma. Um, I had to rehabilitate, but that's where comedy came in. When I came to, I realized, hey, most of the guys that checked on me were my comedy buddies. Those were the ones I developed relationships with, and uh, that just it just motivated me. I was like, look, I got a second chance, so let me make this great. Yeah. Um, and it has not been easy. It will not be easy, but it's a mindset of getting up and making it happen. Because uh, if you sit around and wait for somebody else to create opportunity for you. You're wasting a lot of time. Right. You have to go. You have to be out there. You have to be actively seeking it. Yes, ma'am. And that's like when we started uh, our home club down here is a comedy cabana. Um, We we recently had another club called Carolina Comedy Club, which I had the privilege of starting out and working at both. Um, But unfortunately, one of them is closed, which is the Carolina Comedy Club. But Comedy Cabana is a staple in Myrtle Beach. Um, Christine and Jeff Emanuel have been in business down there for 25 years plus. Um, so it's not a fly by night comedy club. They're, they're, they're legends in the comedy game. Um, and they welcome all local comics to come in and work. They, they provide opportunity after opportunity for you, if you're willing to take it. And, um, they'll give you any advice they can. Uh, a lot of the great advice I got was from Jeff, who, uh, was the MC and part owner. So, Every time I'd go up, he, he'd hand me a note of something to work on. So I worked on it, uh, competed in the comedy com- competition the first year, didn't place, but came back the next year, took all the advice, worked with all the uh, older comics that came through, uh, and some underrated guys that should be on top of the world right now, uh, just to name one's Dale Jones. Hands down, uh, he, you can catch him on YouTube and everything. Hands down, the most entertaining guy on stage I've ever met. And the most humble off. Oh. And um, those are the kind of guys I've always ran up with to get advice from. And I took that advice and I worked it in every week. So once I got it mastered, like, and he wasn't, Jeff wasn't giving me a note on that. I was like, okay, well, what's on to the next one? And just yeah. working with like experienced comics, it just made you better. And it made me better enough to come back and win. Um, yeah. And like I said, unfortunately, after I won it, that's when I got sick. So I had to, I had lost some little time. But like I said, I, well, I had a new perspective when everything worked itself out. Right. You didn't give up and you came back and you've been you've been hitting the clubs and you've been hitting the stage. So talk about what it's like to be on stage and deliver deliver your lines, your jokes, and to try to make that connection with your audience. To me, it's uh to me, I don't get the adrenaline rush until afterwards. Okay. When I go on stage, I sort of uh I love people to begin with. I'm a very people person. I'm very sociable, love to talk. So it's like, I'm in my element. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't come that easy for every comic. But once you find out you're comfortable, when you get comfortable on stage and you figure out people don't want perfect, they want funny, huh. you flourish. Because perfection is not funny. Right. Like I say, it's it's everyday things that make you laugh. And then you meet your guys that drive you, that motivate you, your fellow comics that motivate you. Because the audience does not know if you mess up on stage. 
Right. They really don't. The only people that know you mess up on stage are the guys sitting in back, which are going to rag you anyway, because that's what we do. And uh, yourself, you know, if you just keep going, people in the audience don't really know because they're seeing things for the first time and and they're just they're just taking it all in. So do you have like a, a couple of lines or jokes or a couple of things you could share with me now? Kind of what you would present on the stage? Well, uh, a lot of I just, uh, some of us. Uh, I always talk about some of the accomplishments in my life, um, yeah. like uh well, over the last few years, I managed to lose 250 pounds. Oh, gosh. Um, and, and I mean, it's not what you think. I got divorced, but that was the most weight I got off my shoulders in no time there. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I should be laughing or not sometimes, but I guess I see what you're doing. Don't, don't worry. She got in the house. I got to keep jokes, okay? This is how this works. <laughs> okay, good. Somebody's got to pay the alimony, and this is how I do it. <laughs> Oh, you know what? That's relatable. Oh, that's relatable. I get it. I get it. Or you like, you know, like growing up, I always talk about my father. I had a father that was really cheap. He's been passed away a few years, but I always remember what he told me. Like he used to take us to the grocery store to smell the groceries. <laughs> and uh, like we live so close to Myrtle Beach. We never got a vacation at Myrtle Beach, Nicole. Oh, yeah. He always He always took us to that other place. Where they had the rides and well, everything like Myrtle Beach, but the ocean south of the border. Oh, <laughs> he tricked you into thinking that's good. I see what you did there. That's funny, yeah. though. You're right. Yeah, I mean, that's but it, and it's true. I wish I could say <laughs> I'm making this stuff up. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it funny how just really the truth is really funny, right? Yes, ma'am. And 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 then when you make certain people in your laugh life. Or in your life, laugh. Excuse me, yeah. I said that backwards. I knew what you meant. Uh, my grandfather um, was one of the strongest men I knew. And he was always had a lot of sense of humor. Yeah. Um, well, he came to the competition. And I made a joke about my grandma, we, uh, us losing my grandma. And she passed. But I, I spent it off to where we lost her in one of the fireworks stands down in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> and uh, my grandfather gut laughed. Like, I wasn't oh. even paying him no attention. And he got laughed so hard that that I said, that's when I knew right then, hey, I got a future in this. Yeah. Because you, if you ever made that person that never laughs laugh, <laughs> that's when you know you're, you're you're conquering it. Right. You start checking the boxes. Done. I got it. Hey, so what's next for you? I mean, like, what's your next show? Where do you want to go from here? Talk about your future. Um, well, me and uh, uh, myself and another guy in Myrtle Beach, another comic, Jimmy Camry, um, we started a tour recently called the Grand Stranded Comedy Tour. Okay. Um, it's thegrandstrandedcomedytour.com. Um, bear with us on the website because neither one of us are tech savvy, so it's kind of slow. But <laughs> it posts the shows. Um, we've been all over the state the last six weeks. Um, it's actually growing faster than we thought it would, which is a blessing. Yes. Um, we've. We, we've had all sellout shows. Um, we've got to meet a couple of more comics from the South Carolina region we're working with. Like right now, our lineups, myself, Jimmy Camry, and a gentleman from Orangeburg name, named Yonkle Boudreaux. Not Uncle Boudreaux, Yonkle Boudreaux. Yonkle Boudreaux. He'll call, me if, he'll call me if I got it wrong. <laughs> but uh, we're more like the, uh, we're a little bit edgier than blue collar. Right. But, 
we we want to give you the we want to and what we're doing is we're focused on what we did is we took everything we liked about comedy shows we have been on and we took the advice from the club owners like Jeff and Christine who always helped me who support us no matter what I want to stress that again and the reason we stepping out and doing the tour is there's a generation of comics coming up behind us yeah so it's time for us to step up and make a way for them just like Jeff and Christine did for us so they can gain the experience that we gain. Everybody in the Myrtle Beach area, we're all doing something different. Uh, Christopher Woolley, who's another funny comic, he's writing for a late night show in Charlotte now. Um, and he's working on some stuff for himself. But we're doing the Grand Stranded Comedy Tour. That's what we're focused on right now. Um, our next show's on October the 8th in Cottageville, South Carolina. Okay. At Bourbon Creek Bar and Grill. Um, and we have a show coming up shortly after that in Sumter. They can check all this out on our Facebook. Um, the Grand Strand is Grand Stranded, not Grand Strand. You're right. I always want to stress that <laughs> because we went to Myrtle Beach and got stuck somehow. So now we're trying to break out. <laughs> I like um, it. But that's what we're doing. And, and we're trying to make not just for us. Um, I personally, I'm like all of the comics. I want to end up Chappelle level, of course, Dave Chappelle yeah. level, Joe Rogan level. But I'm a realist, you know. Um, the main thing is we want to make people get together, forget about what's going on in the outside world, and just laugh for a little while. Yeah. Just release some stress by laughing. I love it. You know, you talk about rising to the Chappelle level, Rogan level. You know, for me, I had this vision of going to New York City and and taking Katie Couric's job. Well, that didn't work out. And 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 you you still have time to get to that level, but I feel like we should always be knowing that where we are serves a purpose and make use of where you are. And you're doing that with your act right now. You're, you're taking it all across the Carolinas and just doing what you love. That is so important. What I'm doing today, talking to you is what I love. And I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and share what you love, because that's really at the end of the day, what it's all about is doing what you love and sharing it with others. Yes, ma'am. That's, that's exactly what it is. Watching this and you want to know what we're really about. You can look up a poem. It's called The Clown's Prayer. If you'll read it, you'll have an understanding of what comedy is and what comedy should be about, because at the end of the day, I get to share my story about what I went through. My friend Jimmy gets to share his story. And we get to, we, we get to fellowship with thousands of thousands of people yeah. throughout our lifetime. But yet, we're going to be the ones they remember because we're the ones trying to bring, bring their happiness out. Yeah, I love it. So as we get ready to wrap things up, what is it that you would like to share with my audience today? What's on your heart? Just remember kindness, caring, laughter. They're all in the same rail of building a happy life. You're going to have problems. Don't spend the time on the problems. Spend the time on the solution. Yes. Wake up with a thankful attitude. Stay humble throughout the day. Make people smile and go to bed knowing you completed that day's journey. I love that. And go see you for some laughter. Yeah, come see me. <laughs> go for some fun. Uh, I so I look like a big Easter troubles and go visit you at the, the Grand Stranded Comedy Tour.com. The Grand Tour.com. We'll have it in the today's description for you to check out so you can follow this guy because he's funny. This is funny stuff. Brian, man, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you. And yeah, thank you, Nicole. 
Yeah, folks, that will do it for this edition of Conversations with Nicole. Until I see you again, I hope you have a great and funny day.